Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Um, First of all, I just want to thank all of you for reaching out. We took a little hiatus with the podcast and I just so appreciate everybody and your messages and just asking us when the podcast is coming back and all of that. Um, We're really excited to come back and do it again and come back better than ever. I've said come back like a thousand times. Um, Anyway, so today's episode, we're going to talk about how to get unstuck. Welcome to the Musician's Guide to Being Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. Every week, we have music industry professionals and top performers share their insights on thriving as a modern musician. Whether you're a recent grad or high-profile artist, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Karen Kibidez, CEO of Kibidez Artist Services, marketing and management consultant, educator, and professional saxophonist based in Nashville, Tennessee. It's been an interesting season of just a lot of transition, a lot of change. Um, Every time, you know, I I say like new levels, new devils, every time there's growth, there's always something that happens and that comes with that. And I just found that both myself and um, especially the emerging artists that I work with, we've kind of been in a season where, you know, we're all, you know, working on, on a lot of things and we're really excited and everything, you know, seems to be going well. But sometimes we find ourselves in a rut or kind of just stuck in like awesome land, but it's still not great. Um, so I just want to walk you guys through just a couple of basic steps that I personally use to remind myself um, on how to get unstuck. So the first one is feel the feelings. I feel like as artists and musicians and um, creatives, we just kind of create these walls and this protection. And of course, we've all developed, you know, thick skin through rejections and all the stuff that we have over the years. But we just kind of have to get into a place where we're just willing to feel the feelings and it's okay to not be 100% okay. And it's okay to, you know, have something upset you or someone rub you the wrong way or, you know, a rejection just like actually hurt your feelings. So that's kind of where I like to start. I always, you know, sit myself down and um, my emerging artists are going to roll their eyes, but I actually set a timer and I throw a, a little pity party. I set it for five minutes and I allow myself to like just completely lose my mind. Um, that usually looks like, maybe crying or, you know, just like yelling or really angry or, you know, whatever has happened. And once that timer goes off, though, my pity party's over and I get ready to get back into work or to figure out how to how to move forward or how to fix, you know, whatever's gone awry. So that to me is just so liberating and so empowering to know that first of all, I'm human and that I need to allow myself to just calm down. Um, there's no such thing as like a musical emergency. Nobody's going to die. And I feel like sometimes we just end up blowing things out of proportion because we're not allowing ourselves to feel the feelings. So that's kind of where I like to start. The next thing that I like to do is kind of reassess my health, both physical and mental. So what I mean as a food addict, like my go-to thing is eating. Like, let me just eat my feelings or like, let me figure out like what to do because, or like binge something because clearly something's wrong. Um, I have found that when I actually assess like what is going into my body, like am I just, you know, stuffing my face with candy bars or am I just, you know, like not moving, sitting on my chair for like too many hours in a row in front of a computer, just kind of reassessing what I'm putting into my body, how I'm feeling my body. Am I setting up myself for, you know, success as far as clarity of mind? Um, do I have the fuel to actually endure the long days that I'm having? Or am I moving? Am I getting my endorphins? Am I just going on a nice walk? Am I breathing some fresh air? So just reassess, you know, what those health and um, physical habits are as far as wellness, both mentally and physically. 
The next thing I like to do is find my passion and really go back to my why. Every time I have struggled with, you know, anything, I have to go back to why do I do what I do? Like, why am I putting myself through being an entrepreneur? Why do, why am I a freelancer? Why, um, have I chosen, you know, crisis management as like my life passion? Um, why do I work with young people? Why do I work with famous people? Why do I do the things that I do? And just going back to, to my purpose and to what I'm actually excited about and what I'm passionate about just kind of reinvigorates me. And it kind of allows me to, to go back to, to basics and just realize that, you know, highlight reels aside on social media, the fancy titles, prestige, you know, the things that I've accomplished, they're not really who I am. Um, they're just my job. And just really knowing that my worth truly comes from who I am and not what I do. Uh, reinvigorates me and it allows me to see that I have a greater purpose and that my why is so much stronger than my circumstances or than my current tribulations. So just going back to what you're passionate about, I think is really helpful to get unstuck. Um, The next point is allow yourself to imagine a life without the things that are stressing you out. So I actually did this experiment, and I think I've talked about it before. One of my mentors, um, Melissa Nan, she's the executive director of the Fifth House Ensemble. We worked together for a couple of months and She's not my boss and she's amazing. And um, I went to her during a time of like rebranding and trying to figure out like what my next steps are and like how can I grow this business, but you know, like make a living and things like that. And I was just so caught up in having to run my business and having to be an agent, to be a manager, to be a consultant, to be a marketing person, to be a saxophonist, to be a teacher, an educator, a wife, a sister. Like it was just like everything was like a have to instead of like I'm choosing to do this. So we did this exercise where, and it's kind of crazy, but I went two weeks imagining a life without the things that I, that I do. So I wasn't a business owner. I wasn't, you know, in my mind, (laughs) I wasn't a freelancer. Um, I wasn't a small business. I was simply just me, um, me with, you know, two dogs and a husband living in Nashville. And I, you know, woke up every day and, you know, I still kind of did my job, but it wasn't like my passion. I wasn't convincing myself that this was the thing that I was supposed to be doing. And while it sounds super crazy, it was very liberating to see that even though I'm constantly seduced by corporate and, you know, I've been very blessed to build a a really great resume where I could just work at a major orchestra and, you know, be all set really fast. And just kind of, I've always thought about like, well, what if it was just so easy that I could just go back and like, you know, work in corporate America and climb that ladder and, you know, leave my work at work and come home and be a person and have weekends off. Like, what would that look like? And I realized that, um, that's just not my life. And and I don't thrive in an environment where I'm not the boss, which sounds kind of crazy, but had I not put myself in that place where I was like, what would it look like to not be this person that I've created so far? And I find that, you know, with, especially with my emerging artists, like we get so bogged down in like auditions and I have to win that orchestra job and I have to do that thing that we kind of forget why we started. So I would encourage all of you that are feeling stuck to just imagine a life. It doesn't have to be for two weeks or anything crazy. Just give yourself a couple hours. Like what would it look like if you weren't, you know, a trombonist or if you weren't playing orchestral excerpts or if you weren't a band director or, you know, whatever your, your musical path has been. And 
if the case is that your life is better without it, then it definitely merits some consideration. But more often than not, in my research, I've noticed that it kind of gives us an opportunity to breathe and to realize that the life that we're living is by choice. And then that in itself is a beautiful thing and, and such a privilege that we get to design a life that we love. And even though not everything's, you know, peachy, peachy and like rosy colored, but it's definitely um, a life that we love because we're able to be artists and to create and to, you know, essentially make the world a better place. And then the last point that I'll share is um, after taking a little hiatus and just kind of imagining a life doing something else, reintroducing my career and my obligations into the mix um, really made a difference. Like for those of you that are a little burnt out with auditions, take a break from practicing excerpts, go have fun, go do other things, play duets with people, do chamber music, try something different, and then come back to the grueling aspect of auditions or excerpts or whatever. And just really try to understand that you are the product and you are selling yourself, whether it's performance wise on social media or, you know, all of the things. And if you have a faulty product, um, you know, you're, it's still not going to pan out. So just making sure that you're taking care of yourself, um, both mentally and physically, because you are the most important part of your brand. Um, and I think it's just okay to feel like we're in a season of just transition. And I personally believe, um, and I mentioned this before in an episode with Nick, but, um, Tony Robbins says that things are either growing or dying. And I do believe that, but I believe that, um, when we're stuck, we're kind of in this place where we're not sure in which direction we're going, <laughs> if we're growing or we're dying. And I also think that's a fair place to be. It's not necessarily a plateau, but we're just kind of like unsure of what that next step is. And then we're kind of feeling um, constricted. And I think, you know, just kind of recapping, going back to like, what am I putting in my body? What am I actually excited about? What am I, um, what are my passions? What is my purpose? Um, can I actually imagine a life without this? And what, would it look like as I introduce this into my life? And also to add, I would consider finding some kind of mentor or friends or just a group of people that can re-inspire you and kind of show you that, you know, your worth does come from who you are as a person and not exactly what you do. So to recap, feel the feelings, reassess your health, both physical, physically and mental. Um, what are you feeling your body with? What activities are you doing? Find your passion, go back to your why, what is your purpose? Allow yourself to imagine a life without the things that are stressing you out or your career or the audition or whatever it is that you think you should be doing. And then find ways to reintroduce that discipline and essentially build that stamina that we are as we're building our careers and just fundamentally understanding that life is a marathon, not a sprint. And I know, especially as, as young emerging artists, that we feel this, this need to do things by age 30 or by 25 or to have won the job by this point. And it's like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You're doing the things that you need to be doing. Just keep going. Consistency will always trump talent, will trump circumstance, will trump connection. Like just being consistent day in and day out is the most important thing. Um, but really understanding that you are not stuck. Um, you're just at a place where you're transitioning and to take things to the next level, you have to grow into that person that is at that next level.